from Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is Who Charted. Welcome to Who Charted. My name is Manish Kata. With me, I have Dan Russo. This is going to be my last regular appearance. They are replacing the old man with young and fresh talent. So uh, I hope to hope to pop back once in a while. But uh, Dan's going to take it from here. Let's go, Dan. All right, let's get into it. First chart, S&P 500 equal weight index relative to the S&P 500. I like to use this chart, especially when everybody gets hopped up on small caps. Now, small caps did break out last week. Everybody was excited about that. So I wanted to drill down and see if there was any kind of benefit or trend developing to skewing towards small caps from a relative perspective. And within the S&P 500, so far, that is not the case. This ratio has gone nowhere pretty much for the entire year. Now, we are below the 50-day moving average. We're below the 200-day moving average. You have to lean bearish on this ratio below the moving averages, and that's confirmed by momentum with the RSI stuck in a bearish regime. So everybody's hopped up on the small caps, but within the S&P, no real edge here for the small caps just yet, but we're watching closely. When laggards become leaders, Dow Jones transports on the top and small caps on the bottom. Now, our stance has always been that the market went through a bear market starting in 2018 uh, that had a washout in 2020, which you can see here. Both the transports and the small caps basically went nowhere for a couple years and then had that big decline. They both rallied strongly out of those bear markets. And then uh, around February, March earlier this year, they've been going sideways and doing nothing. And since then, they're now at an all-time new high. And when these two uh, indices are leading the market higher, watch out. Because in our opinion, at least, these are great leading indicators. You want to see small caps and transports leading the way. It makes the case for more gains. It makes the case to support the bullish stance uh, that's going on right now. So very positive sign to see these going. Let's see what happens in the next couple months if they can uh, hold all-time highs and continue to uh, roll higher. All right, gold futures. Um, This has done absolutely nothing for uh, more than a year, about 14 months of kind of grinding to the downside. Uh, what I see here is a reversal, a bearish to bullish reversal with a break above 1830 for gold spot futures. Uh, a lot of people have their eyes on this. A lot of people have been shocked, frankly, uh, with all the talk about inflation, uh, gold kind of not responding. But it does seem now that gold is responding to the inflation narrative. Quite frankly, we don't care what the narrative is. What we care about is the change of trend. You can see we're breaking the downtrend line that extends back to August of 2020. We're also above resistance at 1830. So I think above that level, uh, gold futures have upside potential. Translate that to equities. Probably there's a lot of gold stocks out there that might be interesting to take a look at. Uh, Also interesting is the fact that this move, this break of the downtrend line, this break above resistance is confirmed by momentum. The RSI has been making higher lows since August and now is on the verge of becoming overbought. Gold futures look interesting here. Mean reversion strategies are extremely hard to implement. I cringe when I read things where people are releasing the latest mean reversion indicator. Because what happens is these things can stay overbought and oversold for a long period of time. In my opinion, one of the most bullish things that can happen in the market is that the market gets overbought and stays that way. And right now you can see the S&P 500, uh, uh, Bollinger Band, five period, one standard deviation. About 19 days, we remained uh, at the at the upper end, which, in my opinion, would be uh, overbought. And I think as we move forward, what you'll see is these short-term declines getting bought up, 
transition to a melt up as we remain overbought. So the mean reversion strategies out there that are that are holding on to find a dip because it's overbought, they're probably going to be sitting on the sidelines for quite some time. So something to, to watch out for as you're out there in the markets. All right. And then uh, another one that's been on a lot of people's radar screens that's starting to work is the dollar index. Look, quite frankly, my view of the world is that money tends to flow where it's treated best. And right now, I think the U.S. Uh, is the best game in town. Uh, especially from an equity market standpoint, at least. And if money is flowing into the U.S., that is probably positive for the dollar. Dollar index above 94.50 is bullish. This is a weekly chart with a 10-week moving average. Moving average has defined the trend. We're seeing a regime shift from a momentum standpoint with the RSI uh, moving into the upper half of the range. So uh, if we're paying attention to assets globally, uh, we want to be paying attention to where the money is flowing. Right now, the money is flowing into uh, the U.S. dollar. As long as the dollar is above 94.50, that is likely to remain the case, uh, and that is likely bullish uh, for equities here in the U.S. in the near term uh, and supports our melt-up scenario into the end of the year. So watch this dollar index here above 94.50. The title of this uh, image was Emerging Market Still Sucks, but they, they didn't post it, so let's roll with this. Uh, listen, a lot of people thought that emerging markets was a way to play commodities, a way to play oil. That was the uh, the theme uh, that people would spew out there. Uh, well, oil and commodities have done well, and emerging markets still suck. They have gone nowhere. They continue to go nowhere, probably because of the fact that it's such a large exposure to China, and that's probably driving a lot of it. Uh, per Dan's previous chart, the U.S. is the best place to be right now. Uh, emerging markets just continues to be trash. If you can look at the 250-day moving average, we are below both of those, and both of those are starting to roll over and, and trend downward. So you, you don't want to see this sideways choppy movement that's also coupled with um, major moving averages starting to trend lower. Uh, it, it's not a good look right now, and, and at this point, you're, you're probably better off uh, uh, ignoring this part of the market. Yeah, knowing what you own is really important. Emerging markets is not so much a play on commodities anymore. It is a play on China. So knowing what you own and being kind of cognizant of what's happening inside the ETFs is really important. That's going to wrap us up for today. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a new co-host here with me. Uh, looking forward to having Drew on board. Thanks, everybody, for uh, spending time with us. Thanks. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.